0: Welcome back to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live here on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Um, So glad to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, this last week has gone absolutely bat crap crazy. And I'm not saying that just because of uh, the wonderful, wonderful things that China gave us from doing bat research, i.e. coronavirus. Coronavirus. So, the biggest thing that I think has been bothering me for this whole week is the ongoing attacks on our freedoms and our liberties, our freedoms to assemble, our freedoms of religious expression. And even then, it's not even just uh, religious expression, it's selective religious expression that's being attacked. Um... Obviously, uh, there's places where mayors like Vadim Vithamsya said, or Bill De Blasio, as he's known these days, you know, come out and comes out and says that churches and synagogues, if they continue to meet, he will shut them down permanently. But wait, what about mosques that are still meeting and having their uh, having their sermons from the Imams and their big collective prayer groups, are you going to shut those down permanently or are you going to let them stand because you don't want to be labeled as an Islamophobe because that's far worse than being called an anti-Semite or anti-Christian? I mean, These are the things that we really have to be looking at these days because everyone is losing their daggum minds. And... and Doing my uh, doing all of my uh, show prep for tonight's show. It's that's pretty much things that it's been going. uh, I've been looking at churches under attack. Uh, our personal liberties. Uh, one of the big things that come out in the last week is uh, President Fauci. I mean, Doctor Fauci. Just don't hate to uh, promote him anywhere past you know. The being the pope of everything uh, coronavirus right now, um, he's come out and said that you know maybe it'd be a good idea if everyone gets tested and if you're test uh, positive for having the antibodies, you know you've gotten this thing you fought it off, you know you should get a badge. And if you want to go back to work, you have to show this badge. You want to go do things in public, go to public gatherings. You have to have a badge. You know, I'm pretty sure in the 1930s in Germany, they gave people badges. They were yellow stars or pink triangles. Once uh, Hitler came into power and he decided that many of the uh, brown shirts who were notorious uh, homosexuals decided they were no longer uh, serving his purpose and we'll we'll include them with the uh, undesirable folk. Except now, if you don't have your papers, you're undesirable. And, you know, also just like in Germany. uh, Scoob Steve says to quote a great documentary, we don't need no stinking badges. I agree that's a great documentary by the way uh, if you've not seen the documentary Blazing Saddles you should go out and watch it like I'm not gonna say right now because obviously you're listening to this show but you know I guess you'd go you know listen to the podcast later but either way great documentary but yeah you know, reading a political article here fauci. Coronavirus immunity cards for Americans are being discussed. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, revealed Friday the federal government is considering issuing American certificates of immunity from the coronavirus as the Trump administration works to better identify those who have been infected and restart the U.S. economy in the coming weeks. "Quote, you know that's possible," Fauci told CNN's New Day when asked whether. He could imagine a time when people across the country carry such forms of identification. Uh, Quote, I mean, it's one of those things that we talk about when we want to make sure that we know who the vulnerable people are and not. That's something that's being discussed. I think it might actually have some merit under certain circumstances. Well, why would that Ever be a good circumstance when you you have to carry your papers to show that you are in good standing with the state yeah or is that going a little too far goes the uh, the German in mother in Mother United States you have to carry papers to prove that you are in good standing with state and that your party is on your side yeah I's see Steve says I'm carrying a certificate of shut up and stay out. Government is called the Constitution. I like that certificate. We should all carry one. It right in our back pocket. You know the cops come up, knock, pull you over. You know, knock on the window. Uh, I guy, need you to uh, produce your papers. And then we all Ron Swanson it, hand a little piece, paper, little piece of paper that says, "I do what I want." Yee. Yeah. Because we have the freedom of movement in this country. Um, there is, should never be any time that we have to produce papers to show that we are allowed to go to work. We are allowed to go to the grocery store. We are allowed to go to the doctor. These things, you know, we shouldn't have to be subject to crazy, overbearing state. And it's amazing if you go on social media, you know, watching all the people who are willing to just abs- to straight up be cowed by big state out of terror that oh my oh my god, how, we're all going to die if we just don't shut all the buildings, all these stores down like right now. How we can't let the churches meet? Everyone's going to get sick and die. Okay. I can't go to church because people are going to get sick and die, but I can go get stacked up like cordwood inside Lowe's going to pick up a damn hammer. But that's perfectly fine. You have small restaurants that are going out of business because they can't get enough people to, you know, come in and order carry out. but the big name stores that these big name fast food restaurants they shut the dining room down it's no big deal because the majority of their business anyways is drive through they're losing tw- they're losing what 25% of their business whereas people who've never had to facilitate carry out never had to facilitate doing deliveries they they can't let anyone in they can't make any money this it, it, this is coming down to Uh, The same problem we had with in in 2009 with the bailouts where it was the government picking winners and losers. As always, the great big companies are going to be the ones who win because they have the ability to navigate through the system, be it through the bureaucratic processes that government puts in the way or in the case of, well, we have to find a new way to do business, well, if we cut off 25% of it because we're, the majority of our businesses drive through anyways or delivery anyways, it's not going to hurt us. And then you <clears throat> Pardon me. And then you have the government coming in and oh, well, you know, we should have everyone tested and if they have antibodies, then well, we can give them an ID. Then they could Freely travel. And then you also have uh, things popping up like, uh, governments telling you what you can and cannot buy at the grocery store. Or, I'm sorry, the big box, uh, Costco, Sam's Club, Target, Walmart. These kind of, uh, of department stores that have multiple, uh, multiple avenues of which they can, uh, of uh you know merchandise they can be selling to you because obviously well you don't need to be buying you don't need to be buying bedding while there's a pandemic going on really who's to say that maybe we're not getting over this crap and we're just saying screw it we're just going to replace the- our bedding what if someone got sick in the house and puked all over the bed and now you gotta buy new pillows and blankets? I mean these things happen. Who is who is Governor is it, Governor Whitmer in Michigan to decide what is or is not essential? This comes down to big status gonna state. At the end of the day that's that's the biggest thing we're fighting is the gross expansion of state. All in the name of abject terror. Um, Benjamin Franklin is quoted as saying, "Anyone who would give up a little bit of freedom for security deserves neither." And and that's what's going on. You, you know, there was a meme I saw on Facebook today about um, drive-through barber shops. And basically, it was a guy in a barber chair outside the window. And the barber had a mask on, leaning out the window, cutting the dude's hair. And someone commented on it. You know, we see this happen a lot. You post something that's funny. And then you get that one person who gets all butthurt and boo-boo-faced over it. And this one person's like, Oh my God, this jerk is the reason why this is going to keep going on forever. And so many people are going to get sick and die. I'm like, well, okay, you want to be serious and, and lose your crap over a meme. I'll get serious right back with you. What if that jerk is supporting three kids on a single income? And, you know, he's just barely staying above, keeping his head above water before this happened and now you're saying that he should lose his business possibly you know lose his house lose his apartment and be homeless out on the street with with his kids and his family because the government said that he can't do his job because because of terror i mean what in the world are we coming is this world coming to Scuba Steve says, Constitutional Convention. Uh, trying to move my mic so I can get here to see. Constitutional Convention. Sherman set the Wayback Machine. Of course, all oh, this is null voice. The government declares an emergency. Said no founder ever. Absolutely. And thank you for the Mr. Peabody reference. I greatly appreciate that. It's a, always good for a chuckle. But... Yeah, and this one of the other memes that's been floating around, the internet is, of course, none of this matters if there's ever a virus. And that's what this is turning into. Right now we have a virus that, as it stands right now, it is going to be as deadly as the flu. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's people listening right now going, oh, my God. He said it's going to be as deadly as the flu. All the numbers are showing that it's deadlier. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, we only know deadlier compared to the flu because we're using known deaths that are caused by COVID-19. And comparing it to confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, you also have to look at the number of people who get mildly sick or show no symptoms at all and never get tested. Aha, Scuba Steve said it would the uh, the Mister Peabody reference would go great with my Boris and Natasha. I really don't have a Natasha. I didn't, and my Boris, I. I guess it's a pseudo Russian accent that I was doing I don't know. But Dad I read his read his thing and my my train of thought just derailed and crashed into a an abyss of confusion. Darn you. Ah, uh, maybe I'll find something Yeah, I've got an article here. So I said earlier about, you know, attacks on religion, because again, one of the biggest things that we're deaths versus tested cases. Thank you. Thank you for getting me back on track. Um, God, I need an actual producer who can sit with me and go, hey, dummy, this is what you're talking about. No, you look like an idiot. Thank you. So. Right now I I made the comment that yes this is at right now looks like it's going to be as deadly as the flu people are going to freak out and have an aneurysm that I how dare I say that but right now we only know confirmed deaths with COVID-19 compared to confirmed cases of COVID-19 so and right now we, nationwide we have. We have a what a what do they call it? a, case fatality ratio, of about point seven percent, which is seven times deadlier than the flu. But you also have to keep in mind, with the flu we have a vaccine for it. And. of the time, the vaccine doesn't work because it's a guess. Different strains of the flu will hit different regions. So if they make a nationwide, here's what we think the biggest flu is going to be, 30% of it's not going to work just because of uh, regional mutations and this, that, and the other. So imagine what the flu would be like. If we had no vaccine for it whatsoever, we would have something similar to what's going on with coronavirus. And people are losing their minds because someone might have the audacity to say, you know, maybe these numbers aren't as accurate as what they're, you know, as what's actually going on. Um right now uh Stanford is looking at the fact that their numbers even though they shut the state down and started doing massive statewide stay-at-home orders three days prior to New York yet their numbers while they should be relatively close because of the number of people coming from China to California versus the number of people going to New York from China—they're roughly equal, but California seems to be—they ha- seem to have peaked earlier than New York State did, and so uh, researchers at Stanford. Are hypothesizing that, you know, maybe this thing has been around a lot longer and Californians have started developing a herd immunity, so we're not being hit as hard now that it's a full fledged pandemic. Having a contrary opinion to the media, to Dr. Fauci, to Dr. Burks, in line with what Victor Davis Hansen at Uh, Stanford thinks. It makes you a pariah. It makes you Copernicus. Or Galileo. Standing up to the church. And going you know. Maybe. The earth revolves around the sun. Not the other way around. It's pure heresy. And. Nothing. Nothing. Evokes demagoguery on the interwebs, like sharing heresies. You know, such as yeah, again, like the heresy of we can't have churches meeting because people are going to be in a group, and they're going to pass this crap around. This is going to be awful. But you can go to the grocery store, and you can pick up a can of beans and look at it, not know you have the virus. And then you set that can of beans down. And then along comes someone else relatively short time later, picks up that virus or picks up the can of beans and get the virus on them. They rub their face and then you've infected somebody else. Whereas a lot of times where churches are still meeting, they are Going out of their way to protect the health and welfare of their congregation, they have, uh, like the, the pastor who was arrested down in down in Tampa. They had they had uh, employees with gloves and masks as people came into the church, letting them use hand sanitizer, directing them to where okay your family group can sit together. And then, all right, six feet from them and them and them, set up chairs for the next family group to come in. They were going out of their way to go above and beyond what is being required at places like Lowe's, Walmart, Home Depot. But he's the bad guy. Uh, You have the pastor down in Greenville, Mississippi, getting ready to do a drive-in church service. You know, everyone pulls up to church they stay in their cars the pastor does his sermon and with the help of an FM modulator he's able to broadcast the sermon to the people in the parking lot he was literally told by a police officer your rights are suspended wait what? since when do rights get suspended? yeah I know I know there's people saying well there there's a there's cases that have gone through the court about the uh you know the rights of you know the the people and the greater good versus your individual liberty you know in the, in the event of a quarantine you you do the government can withdraw some of your rights, yeah well if every time we used, uh, scuba, Steve, he's, uh, turning to his constitution right now. He's looking for the, uh, the suspension clause. You might want to check somewhere around the good and plenty. Uh, you may need to get some lemon juice, kind of rub over it, hit it with a hairdryer, you know, the invisible ink thing. Cause yeah, they were very crafty. Those founders. I mean, if you've seen all the, uh, hidden stuff on, uh, National Treasure on the Constitution. Amazing. It's a great documentary. Um, but, you know, so you have churches that are going out of their way to do things that are going to protect their congregants. And they're being painted as the victims. Of governor Andy Beshear. He is the governor of the great state of Kentucky. I love Kentucky. It's a beautiful place. I actually contemplated when I got out of the military, you know, Louisville would be a great place to settle down and raise my family after the military. Thank God I didn't go back to Louisville. Uh, the mayor of Louisville, as well as a uh, governor Bashir, have said that if anyone is meeting. On Easter, for for uh, Easter church service, they will have police officers go through the parking lot, and they will take pictures of all of these uh, license plates and send them to the DMV. They will run they will run those license plates for the registered owners. And the registered owners will get a visit and be told congratulations. You have earned yourself a mandatory state-issued 14-day house arrest. I mean, I mean, quarantine. I mean, forced quarantine. Whew. I I almost said something controversial there. I think people put on house arrest for going to church? <laughs> what are we, China? Oh. Oh. Crap! Um, uh, to the to the great and to the great benevolent um, benevolent potentate of China, President uh, Winnie the Pooh—I mean President Xi—I would like to apologize for saying that you would ever have any sort of crackdown on the free exercise of religion within your country. I'd also like to apologize to uh, Russia. Uh, Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Syria, and any other country that may have ever, 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 ever in its history been accused of cracking down on any sort of religious freedom, I, it, it would be so below me to make any sort of status comparison like that to your great countries. But upon hearing... The mandatory, uh, the mandatory quarantine for people to choose to go to church. Yeah, legal Insurrection has released this article uh, earlier this evening. Judge Justin Walker, who had been nominated by Donald Trump to the D.C. Circuit, and is close to, su- close to Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Found that the city of Louisville unconstitutionally prohibited drive-in religious services while not imposing such restrictions on parking at restaurants and liquor stores. Am I going to apologize to Japan for the atomic bombs too? Hell no! We saved millions of lives by blowing up like what a quarter million a uh, quarter million people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki because a lot more would have died had there been a land invasion. I'm just saying. So the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky had threatened to find anyone who attends a drive-in Easter service. Uh, you know, even though attendees would remain in their cars in the parking lot, the on fire Christian center sought an emergency temporary restraining order which was granted today by Federal Judge Justin Walker in the Western District of Kentucky. Walker, a former court for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and protégé of Mitch McConnell, recently was nominated to the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. lots of, lots of stuff. The TRO granted ex parte without giving the city of Louisville a chance to be heard, provides in part, quote, one, the court grants the motion of a temporary restraining order filed by On Fire Christian Center Incorporated against Mayor Greg Fisher and the, and the City of Louisville, together Louisville. The court enters this temporary restraining on Saturday, April 11, 2022, at 2 p.m. The court enjoins Louisville from enforcing, attempting to enforce, threatening to enforce, or otherwise requiring compliance with any prohibition on drive-in church services at On Fire. Unless court enters this, uh, members on fire will suffer irreparable harm. Government plans to substantially burden their religious practice on one of the most important holidays of the Christian calendar, Easter Sunday. Notice Louisville before, blah, 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 blah lots, Which a judge who actually is looking at and going, wait, no, you can't do that. And it's, uh, it's reasonable to presume that You know, going after a specific religion on one of their most holy days, were were they going? I didn't hear anything about sending people around uh, to to synagogues in Louisville or anywhere else in the state of Kentucky. And you know, oh my gosh, they've gathered for their Passover Seder. Everyone's going to die, and. So, this tells me is just absolute targeted harassment. Um, and there's other places that are starting to even fight, you know, push back against governors on the uh, First Amendment 1 status. Unfortunately winning elsewhere, but I digress. Yeah, I agree, Steve. Um, the status are winning because... Frankly, there's too many people who are too scared to actually stand up. Uh, The state of Tennessee issued a uh, statewide stay-at-home order. And God bless him. The mayor of Knox County. you, You may have heard of him if you're a fan of the WWE. The wrestler... The wrestler known as Kane, and uh, I'm actually had no, I have to look this up because the the wrestler known as Kane is the uh, mayor. Oh my goodness, it's, he the wrestler known as Kane is the mayor of Knox County. Why a county has mayor? I don't know, but. I can't even get, oh yeah, now it pops up with his uh, Twitter on, Twitter handle is Kane. But, the guy who portrays Kane in the WWE, he's the mayor of Knox County. He's like six foot 10, 300 some pounds. Dude is massive. He has come out and just blasted the governor of Tennessee for the statewide uh, the statewide stay at home order, because you know, dude, this is affecting my community because really, in Knoxville, it's a lovely town by the way, really, they have the University of Tennessee, and you know basically everything that the University of Tennessee goes to support college students who work at local businesses. And restaurants, and as well as you know everything that's you know affected by sports at the University of Tennessee, and with the stay-at-home order, no one's getting anything done, and this is seriously affecting the town. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. And be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast. And as always, stay relentless. All right, so yeah, I really need to take that break because, my throat was getting a little toasty. Not to mention a little, a little sip of some rye whiskey. You know what I mean? But just seeing all the shenanigans going on, you know, they said Andy Bashir in Kentucky, one of those states that comes out and goes, "Yeah, we're in Kentucky. We're the we're the buckle of the Bible Belt." Yet the predominant religion of the state is under attack by its own governor because you want to get together and fellowship with each other? You want to have a large family meal to celebrate the resurrection of your Lord and Savior? Have you lost your minds? Which another meme I saw that uh who remembers last year uh there's the video of the fat white chick who was calling the police on a black family having a barbecue and they had music that was playing just a little too loud for her liking. Well there's a, a great Photoshop image of her standing in the doorway of the empty tomb calling the police reporting a quarantine violation it's like uh-huh yep she would do that of course you know these days they probably have a uh, doubting thomas at the uh, on the day of pentecost when jesus came back and it's like I don't think you're him. Well, put go ahead. Put your hand in the wound on my side, Thomas. Yeah, about that. I'm not six feet, this uh, social distancing. I'll, I'll take you at your word. But, and then everything is going on in Congress. They're talking phase four, which I didn't even realize that there was a phase one and phase two stimulus. Phase one, phase two, we're the federal government. We're here to help with uh, all this uh, coronavirus stuff. But phase four is already being discussed. And some of the fun things going in it, such as nationwide mail-in voting, because we all know that in November we're going to be up to our ears in coronavirus still stuck at home not able to get out and go to a polling place but so we're going to tell all 50 states who according to you know the 10th amendment you know states anything not specifically delegated to the federal government is delegated to the state governments which would be the states enacting their own voting laws I mean last time I checked if Missouri wants to do something different than Iowa or any of its six other neighbors that is perfectly legit for instance if I want to vote absentee I could say, hey, I need an absentee ballot. They mail it to me. I fill it out and I mail it back. Or if I know, what, 20, I think it's 28, at least 28 days out that, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it to the polling place for election day. I can do an online registration and I can do my vote securely online. And I'm using air quotes on securely because we all know how secure the internet is. It ain't. So I think mean, that's just one of those things. And in 2016, had I known about that whole uh, online voting thing, I would have actually voted in the uh, presidential election. Probably not for Trump. I would have probably written in Ted Cruz. While I was, you know, sitting in Afghanistan and going. This is the stupidest election cycle of my life. Little did I know, four years later, we would have we would have been having an out and out socialist running against some guy with dementia for the Democratic nomination. Now we have a talking Cheeto running against someone with early onset dementia. This is going to be so entertaining this year. But I digress. So, so one of those things they're pushing is um, the whole uh, mail-by-vote. And Donald Trump has come out and said, or mail-by-vote, vote-by-mail. Kim says, it's going to be the best reality TV ever. Like, oh my gosh. I know, right? This is going to be hours and hours of entertainment. At least hours. <laughs> but, um, so, Donald Trump had come out and said that, you know, this this whole uh, vote by mail thing, it's, it's going to be really open to voter fraud. Well, of course, the New York Times calls this Trump's vote by mail fraud claim false. But somehow, eight years ago, they they reported on fraud themselves. Kim says, "Unfortunately, our dignity will be gone during the best reality TV show ever." Yes, yes, it will, and possibly half our rights. So, New York Times sounded awfully confident when they published the headline, Falsehoods and Facts on Voting by Mail. Trump Claims High Risk of Fraud. He's Wrong. It's an article by Stephanie Saul and Reed Epstein. Reed Epstein, Which makes it incredibly hypocritical that the paper made the opposite argument in 2012. A belief they now label false. Saul and Epstein wrote on Thursday, With concerns mounting over how the country can conduct elections during a pandemic and Democrats pressing for alternatives to in-person voting, President Trump has begun pushing a false argument that has circulated among conservatives for years, that voting by mail is a recipe for fraud. There's an opportunity to do a Trump impersonation, but (laughs) no. Maybe if he sound like Christopher Walken, I could do that pretty good. But, you know, not go try it. Mail ballots, they cheat, Mr. Trump said at the White House. To, wow, really? They just dropped the whole president title and just went with Mr. Trump. Mail ballots are very dangerous for this country because of cheaters. They go collect them. They are fraudulent in many cases. They have to vote. They should have voter ID, by the way. The reporter smugly asserted that's a reading from the article, this article in Newsbusters. Quote, here's a look at the facts on the matter. All voter fraud is extremely rare. Even uh, they they made limited admission, then quickly hedged it. Even so, experts say that mail voting system is more vulnerable to fraud than voting in person. Quote. We know, what we know, can be boiled down to this. Voting fraud in the United States is rare. Less rare is fraud using mail ballots, said Charles Stewart III of Massachusetts Institute of Technology. They're stories, they're dramatic, they are rare. Uh, Mr. Professor of Political Science who studies the machinations of voting. An ellipsis followed by another ellipsis. Some Republicans have long argued against voting by mail and in favor of tightening voter identification and registration requirements, asserting that easing restrictions invites voter fraud. They still have Steve says they still haven't accepted the results of the 2016 election as can be noted by everything that has happened since November 8, 2016. That's exactly what the Times Used to think, as shown in Adam Liptak's quote, error and fraud at issue as absentee voting rises, end quote. That made the front page October 2012, emphasizing the potential for fraud around mail in slash absentee ballots. That article says, quote, On the morning of the primary, here in August, the local elections board met to decide which absentee ballots to count. It was not an easy job. The board tossed out some ballots because they arrived without the signature required on the outside of the return envelope. It rejected one that said, see inside where the signature should have been. Sees like this will play out in many elections next month because Florida and other states are swiftly moving from voting at a polling place toward voting by mail. The trend will probably result in more unaccounted votes, and it increases the potential for fraud. While fraud in voting by mail is far less common than innocent heirs, it is vastly more prevalent than in-person voting fraud that has attracted far more attention, election administrators say. Uh a little sidebar conversation. According to them, Hillary is the president. Steve, That's a Kim. Steve says, well, she did win the popular vote, don't pay attention to the fact that there is no such thing. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a little sidebar from that. To go on this tangent. Thank you. With all the talk of national popular vote. We don't have a national popular vote. We have 50, 50 five, zero individual state elections going on on the same day. That each state is voting for which electors they are sending to the electoral college. They do it this way because we are not a direct democracy. We are a freaking republic. I had to get that out of my system. So, yeah. You know, so, New York Times has come out and said, you know, eight years ago that. Mail-in voting can lead to more voter fraud. Yes, it does. Because, you know, they don't have to prove they are who they say they are. Yes, they may register as Bob from down the street when Bob from down the street has been dead for several years. And then they vote for Bob down the street and send the ballot in with not not necessarily having to prove that he is Bob from down the street. They also did it to get little people voice, like flyover country. Yes, yes, they did. So, all this stuff going on, and Congress, I'm saying Congress, they're not even going to come back from recess. They're just going to do what they tried to do the last time on, you know, you know, phase three. Again, phase one and two, where the hell were they? And they're just going to say, yes, we have a quorum. We have at least half of Congress here to conduct business. Which Thomas Massey, please, Congressman, for the love of God, get at least half of Congress recalled. And they're going to do another unanimous consent. This is an absolute farce. Of anything to go through Congress. Because they don't want anyone to actually be accountable. For their vote. For you know pushing stuff like. A national mail-in ballot. However. When. When. You know, people like me, I'm considered an essential employee because I work at a factory that makes barrels for wine and whiskey. There are truckers who are being on the road every day because freight still has to be moved. but congress people who are elected they are chosen by the people of their districts to do their business in washington dc how is that not essential how is that too dangerous i they could be exposed to this germ i'm sorry that's a bunch of elitist horse crap period end of story ah, that, that yeah i i'm I, it's too important for, for congress to be to be called back and and be exposed to this term because you're know, trying to do the work of the people or some other blithering garbage from Nancy Pelosi the fact of the matter is the the elites in Congress and the Senate and I'm going to go ahead and say it both the democrats and republicans who think that they are too good to walk their happy asses into congress and sit in those chairs and give a actual on the record vote they do not give one good goddamn about the people of the united states of america period end of story all they want to do is sit and consolidate as much power for themselves as they possibly can and they will do it at any expense because it's not going to affect them because they can sit and go, well, you see, we, we, we did this for you. If we hadn't been there to do that for you, where would you be today? And then they will tout whatever version of that that. And they will spin it and twist it however they want to be able to get convince people like me that they were doing it for my behalf no they weren't they were looking out for their cronies they were looking out for the donor class they were looking out for those people who are going to put money into their campaigns and to go towards little pet projects that they want to get past that's who they were looking out for They do not give a rat's hairy ass about you or me. And that's the most sickening part of it. They go out there and they tout, oh, well, we have to do this for the people. We are here to do the people's business. Like Bill Clinton standing up there when he denied having sex with Monica Lewinsky. I did not have sexual relations with that woman now, if you excuse me, I have to go do the people's work. No, you didn't give a crap. I would like to apologize at the very end. It just it just aggravates the daylights out of me that when here we are in a legitimate crisis, we have. Our our economy is down the crapper right now, not from anything that business owners have done. This isn't 2009 when all the banks started to fail because of making bad business decisions and they they commit economic suicide. Our economy is in the crapper because we have the government coming in and making it look like we took the bedsheets and put it Put it around our country's economic neck and hung itself in a prison cell. Politicians at the federal level, at the state, at the local level, have gone out of their way to epstein our economy. Pure and simple. And then they sit and turn around and go, Well, we're we're doing this to protect you. I'm sorry. I would rather have, I would rather have freedom to be able to go out and to provide for my family. I'd rather have the freedom to make decisions that if I do get sick, I will be able, you know, I will be held for, I will be held to account for my actions if I get sick. I will also be held to account for actions if I don't do anything and I lose my home, me and my family are out on our butts. But it's my choice to do it. Scuba Steve has a great quote from. TJ Thomas Jefferson. Give me dangerous freedom. Over peaceful slavery. Amen brother. Well. I think that's going to wrap it up for the night. Now that. I made it through almost the full hour without getting my blood pressure all up and well I got my blood pressure up all at the end. It happens. So again, thank you all for listening. Also a big shout out to uh to the show sponsor, Cedar Hill Woodworking down in Copper Scope, Texas. That's my buddy Zach down there. Does great uh custom laser etching. Uh he makes dice towers and dice caddies for those of you who are into the tabletop games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer, Forty Thousand, stuff like that, as Steve says, at least I didn't turn the friggin' frogs gay. Yes, at, nor did I break out in tears and sound like a motorcycle, sound like a motorcycle shifting, crying about where are the men. Anyways, back to plugging my sponsor. Uh, so Zach down there he makes uh dice towers, dice caddies for tabletop games, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons, the Warhammer 40k. He also does uh 3D printing. He uh for the uh, little char- characters for uh, both those uh tabletop games. It's really cool stuff they does. Uh, or even if you're just into building models, he he does uh. He makes a little paint racks so you can put your model paints in. Absolutely amazing stuff. I go to Etsy.com and search Cedar Hill Woodworking. And check out Zach's work down there. Uh, support him because he supports us. He's an absolutely great dude. But, again, thank you all for listening. I would not be doing this without you. And if you didn't know, this is one year of doing this podcast. Um, it has been a crazy year. I went back and listened to the very first episode recorded on my blue Yeti microphone. Let me tell you the difference between back in those half hour episodes and what I have now is absolutely amazing. Again, it's because of people like you who got on Patreon, you know, go to patreon.com slash daring one become a sponsor there, uh, become a patron, help keep this going because of people on Patreon donating to the show. I was able to, you know, get a mixing board so that way I can get my little, get my iPad over here and be able to, you know, throw in goofy little sound effects. Whitey's got to pay. Yes, yes, yes. Why he does have to pay always. Um, being able to do this, a uh, better microphone, just better equipment in general. Uh, Keeps hosting fees for Podbean and uh, the website. Keeps all that going. Thank you all so much for contributing. This has been a great year. Looking forward to doing another year. I hope if I don't die from the terrible, evil virus. Uh, Thank you all so much. It has been a blast. Uh, Shout out. I'm going to... I'm going to drop some names here. Shout out to Keith Malinak and Chris Cruz over at the Blaze. They were truly instrumental in getting all this set up. Absolutely awesome. I was able to reach out to them and say, hey, what would you recommend? I think I want to do this. You know, what software, what kind of microphone, stuff like that. And Keith and Chris were absolutely Awesome. And helping me out, and even Jeffy over at the Blaze, uh, with questions for him. Great guys, so glad they're able, willing to uh, step out and help someone who's new to this. Just because, let's face it, uh, in this the podcast community, there's people who can be pretty douchey about it, and the fact they're willing to uh, to help out a guy who has no clue what he's doing. Thank you, both. Thank all three of you so very much. It means the world to me. Uh, go to RelentlessDaring.com. Uh, check it out there. You can stream back episodes of the show. You can uh, buy merch. Which if you are uh, if you follow me on the twitters uh, at daring podcast or at real time where you will see where I got one of my uh, coffee mugs from the merch shop. Come in. It's awesome just great great products. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh if you're listening on app on Apple iTunes, ask for things. Number one, subscribe. Get them the uh, subscriber numbers up. It helps the algorithm find more people to listen to the show. Number two, rate it. Give me that five-star review. Then it again, it helps the algorithm get it to more people out there. They see that five-star review and they go, "Oh, five stars people must like it then write a review number three number three write a review then when they go oh it's a five-star rated podcast let's see what people say about it and hopefully people read it and go oh I'll, i'll check it out and lastly number four share it uh send a link to your friend you know if your person thinks like you hey i think you'll like this Person who's a flaming liberal and you want to see their heads explode, I will gladly, gladly facilitate exploding heads. Please, thank you so very much for being a part of this and making me want to come back every week and punish myself by trying to talk for an hour and not go absolutely bat crap crazy over, yeah, having the train of thought derailments like I usually do at least three times a show. And as always, ladies and gentlemen,